Welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. It's here that we will deep dive into the many different aspects of the mind, body, and spirit, all with the intention that you walk away with steps and a resolve to live better. You ready? Let's get mindful. Hey guys, I am so glad you are here and I'm so glad I'm here. I love sharing my thoughts. I love organizing my thoughts and solidifying them and putting them into beliefs and then teaching it because it helps me so much with my mindset. So just thank you for being here and I'm excited to be here. I wanted to give you a little update on what you can expect from me on the podcast, on social media, what you can kind of expect to see from me. I, for the last five years, there is a topic that like a thread where I just love to speak on this topic. I love to learn about it. The deeper I learn about it, the more I enjoy it. And that is goals and accomplishment and vision and focus and achievement and success. I love talking about it. I love learning about it. I love talking about faith and manifesting and working with God to create the desired outcomes of our hearts, to create the dreams that we have, to create the life and the vision that we want. I love, love, love talking about that. And I love to talk about it from a mindfulness perspective. On social media, I feel like there's kind of two camps, right? Like there's like the the hustle people and like the goals and like accomplish, accomplish, accomplish. And then there's like over here on the other side, that's like, we're just going to be present. We don't need to set goals like slow life. That's all that matters. And I want to be here to bridge the gap. I am incredibly ambitious. I love goal setting. I love creating. I love the idea of what can we do? Let's go do it. Like what can we create and like pushing ourselves and innovating and becoming. I just, I love that process. I also have a deep love for yoga and like mindfulness, slow mornings, homeschooling my kids baking sourdough, having deep presence in my life. And I genuinely believe that those two things can coexist. Over the years, I've learned a lot about this because it's actually the thing that has kept me from reaching a lot of my goals. I would start, I'd go crazy in one direction. I'd be like, hustle, I'd go all in. And I wouldn't let myself relax and like be in my feminine energy. And I would just hustle, hustle, hustle. And then I'd lose balance, burn out, quit, and then swing to the other side of the pendulum where I'd be like, I'm not, I don't have to do anything. I don't need to have goals. Like, I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to be present with my kids. I'm not going to do anything else. And neither of those felt very good to me. Both of those didn't feel quite right. In Eastern religion, there is the yin and yang symbol, and it represents the balance of opposites. And one of my favorite ever podcasters, his name is Jared Halverson, and he has the Unshaken podcast. He always teaches about proving contraries in the gospel and in the scriptures. And I love this idea that like opposites can be balanced. And it's when we balance them that we find true peace. And so the longer that I go, the more I see that balance um, is what helps us feel good, first of all, but also create. And so I want to give you an analogy 
that I came up with today about being present. And I want to teach you guys throughout this podcast, but also moving forward, how to kind of find that balance in the middle of the pendulum, right? Like when, so instead of swinging from one side to the other, we can find this balance where we can have grounded and peaceful ambition, where we can have mindful and healthy success. We can have holistic success. We can create the actual life we want where we don't feel burnt out. We don't feel overwhelmed because we're accomplishing our goals. We feel at ease. We feel at peace and we feel powerful and we feel focused and we feel able and capable. And we do that with faith and we do that with vision. We do that with focus. And so I'm excited to teach you guys about this. I have a ton of ideas, a ton of topics that I want to cover. So hang tight, stay with me. This is going to be so much fun. I want to teach you guys something I learned. Well, first of all, let me tell you, today our podcast episode is three things that will keep you from accomplishing your goal. And I feel like I can speak on this because these three things more than anything else have kept me from accomplishing my goals and reaching my desired outcomes. So as I looked at my own life from the the last 10 years, I'm like, what has kept me from reaching my goals? And this is what I came up with. Number one is past and future thinking. So when I'm thinking in the past, dwelling in the past or worrying in the future, that has kept me from reaching my goals. Number two is believing thoughts that don't align with the results that I want. And number three is overthinking indecision and perfectionism. So we're just going to briefly go over each one of these today. And as you start working on your goals this year, I just want you to have these in your mind and have these thoughts kind of brewing in your mind to help you be able to combat some of the things that might get you off track. Okay. So number one is past and future thinking. Like I said, I think we get a little bit confused. We kind of think of presence being still and not doing anything. We're not acting. We're not moving. We're just present, right? We're just still. I don't think that's exactly what presence is. So stay with me as I give you this analogy. (laughs) It has a ton of potential if you like let it sit to change the way you view your life and your goals and essentially the trajectory of your life. Okay, I want you to imagine your life like a card game and you get dealt a hand of cards and there's some really good things happening in your hand, right? And there's some really crappy things happening in your hand. And you're essentially, this is the hand that you've been dealt. And maybe you've created a lot of this hand. Maybe it's because of your past choices and previous hands or whatever. Or maybe it's just the cards you've been dealt and it's like luck of the draw. I don't really know, but this is the hand that you have. You have a couple options, okay? You can get the hand in your card game and you can be like, crap, (laughs) there's a bunch of cards here that suck. I really wish I had different cards. This is not fair. I should, I don't deserve to have this hand. I want a better hand. And that would be thinking in the past because we can't go back and get new cards. It's just not the way it works. When you're playing a card game, you don't get to like set your cards down and be like, this wasn't fair. Get me new cards, right? That's not how it works. We don't want to go thinking into the past. Another thing you could do is you could judge yourself, right? Like you're like, how did I get this hand? Like, what is wrong with me? Why do I always have the worst hand? This isn't fair. I don't even know if I want to play anymore. This isn't, this isn't cool. And that's, again, dwelling and, and thinking in the past. Or 
you might think to yourself when you look at your hand, like, oh crap, there's no way I'm going to win with this hand. Or you might think like, what am I going to do? This is so stressful. What if I lose? Like, what if I don't play perfectly? What if somebody else has a better hand than me? You could think like, what if I end up later in the game with different cards and I don't like them and like, I like these ones better. Or you could scan over your cards 500 times and analyze and think because you're scared to make the wrong move. And all of that would be future worry. All those what ifs and stresses, that's future worry. And neither of those things are going to help you win the game. (laughs) Both of those will keep you stuck. Both of those, the dwelling will keep you stuck and the fear will keep you stuck. When I think of like the game of life, when you think of hell, right? Like in the Bible or like in Christianity, hell is damnation. It's being stuck. And so to me, when we think in the past or we think in the future, we're kind of creating that experience right now for ourselves. So we're, we're making ourselves stuck in the situation that we're in. This is kind of like victim mindset, okay? Or what you can do is you can get your deck of cards, I mean, your, your hand, and you can look at them and every single morning, right? I like to think of this like as life. So like wake up in the morning, okay, this is the hand I've been dealt. And then you can play to win. And to me, that is being present when you say, okay, I'm not a victim to this hand and I'm not scared of anything moving forward. I have power. I have power to change this hand. I have power to win this game. I have power to improve my hand as I continue playing. I have power to win this game, right? That is being present. It's taking the cards you've been handed and saying, how can I make this better right now? How can I not be a victim to this? So many people talk about being present as almost synonymous with stillness or like a lack of action, almost as like staying where you're at. But I actually see presence as a very extremely active state. You're moving when you're present, right? If you're playing your cards, you're not dwelling. You're not paralyzed with fear. You are moving. You're wheeling. You're dealing. You're playing. You're strategizing and coming up with plans and you're making the next part of your game or quote unquote day even better. And so I want to give you an example of what this could look like in real life so you really understand this and can nail it into your brain of why being present will really, really help you reach your goals. Here's the example. Lately, since being pregnant, my hormones have been wacky, okay? And I have been waking up with an anxious feeling in my chest. And I haven't had this for a long time. I've really learned how to manage my anxieties. And so it used to be all created with my thoughts, but right now I feel like it's a little bit hormonal or something. I'm not sure. But honestly, this is the hand that I've been dealt right now. I am pregnant and I am waking up with some anxiety. And at first, I will be honest with you guys, I was like, what is going on? Why can my body not handle this? Why do I have hormonal issues? Why, why, why? This isn't fair. And that didn't feel good to me. So then I went to a different thought. And my other thought was, crap, like this can't happen again. I cannot do anxiety today. It ruins my day. I don't want to feel this. I can't do that. And one of those was past thinking and one of those was future thinking and neither of them felt good. And luckily I have some awareness of my thoughts. And so I was able to be like, okay, but wait, I want to play my cards. So what am I going to do today? I woke up with anxiety. I just decided that this is the hand that I have to play today. 
And what can I do to make it better? Instead of dwelling and being a victim to it or fearing the discomfort of it, what can I just do right now to improve the circumstance? And so what did I decide to do? Well, the first thing I knew is that resisting anxiety makes it worse. So I decided to do my best to not view it as a problem. I decided to change some of my own thinking about it. I also decided to make a strong decision to not consume as much on my phone at night because I think it makes my nervous system disrupted. And then I remember what I had learned about blood sugar and anxiety and food. And so I made another strong decision to try to eat three meals, full meals a day that are balanced. I decided to be more proactive in thinking positively and staying out of negative thought loops. I had this list of things I could do right then to play my cards. And then guess what, you guys? (laughs) The next day after I did that, I woke up and I had a new hand and the hand was better. There was no anxiety. If I would have kept spinning in those negative past and future thinking, I think I probably would have woke up the next day with worse anxiety because my nervous system would have been going crazy all day from those thoughts. Instead, I was able to calm myself down. I was able to play my cards. I played. I was present. I didn't resist. I didn't worry. I didn't dwell. I sat with my anxiety. I got present with it, right? I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing anxiety today. And I created a new hand. I had that hand for a while because, well, resistance brings persistence and fear keeps us stuck, right? But presence, living moment to moment, aware, strategizing, playing to win, that moves us forward in the motion where we want to go. Let me give you another example that some of you might resonate if you're young moms, okay? Let's say your kid wakes you up at night. You can think, why? Oh my gosh, my kid never sleeps. It's so hard. It's so frustrating. Or you can think number two, you can stress out and be like, if I don't get sleep, I'm going to be a wreck tomorrow, which is your future worry, right? Or you can play your cards and you can think, okay, I'm going to love on this baby quickly. I'm going to get this taken care of and I'm going to get back to sleep. And tomorrow I'm not going to worry about being tired because if I'm tired, I'll let myself rest. Or I'm just going to remember that tired's just a feeling and I can do tired. It's not that big of a deal. And guess what? That is being present. So C.S. Lewis gave one of my favorite quotes. I literally quote it all the time. I think of it all the time. It is absolutely my favorite. And it is, it's for the present is the point at time, which time touches eternity. Of the present moment and of it only, humans have an experience analogous to the experience which God has of reality as a whole. In it alone, freedom and actuality are offered them. Essentially, what I'm offering to you guys is that anytime you're in a victim mindset, you're living in the past or the future. Think of a victim. They're afraid. They're timid. They're dwelling. They're worrying. And I don't know about you, but I can't see God worrying, dwelling, or feeling like a victim, even though he had every reason to. And that's the kicker. He had every reason. When you think about Jesus Christ, he had every reason to feel like a victim. He technically was one, but look at the hand he took. And man, did he play it. (laughs) He didn't resist. He played the hand and he was resurrected. And three days later, he literally overcame everything. And I believe that 
like C.S. Lewis said, when we get present, we have power to overcome. It says in it alone, in the present moment alone, freedom and actuality are offered to them. When we get deeply present with the cards we have in our hand and we play, rather than stalling or resisting, rather than fearing, we have the ability to create. I really believe it. And this is the point when freedom and actuality is offered. So if you want to get out of past or future thinking and co-create your manifestations and your goals this year, I want to invite you to know your power, to see that it's in the present moment that you will feel your power. And it's going to take a lot of faith. It's going to take watching your thoughts like a hawk. (laughs) Um, But we can do it and it's totally worth it, right? That is number one. Got to get out of that past and future thinking and get super present. Okay, number two, thoughts that don't align. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you have the goal to make more money this year. I want to have some more money. I like not being restricted, right? And so you have that thought, I want to make more money. But you also have a thought that... I can't make more money and be the type of mother I want to be. That's one I had for a long time. <laughs> That's how I know I could say that one. Is that a like, I want to make more money, but also I can't be a good mom and make money. Those two thoughts contradict. Okay? So let's say you want to lose weight this year, but you have the thought, what if I do all of this and it doesn't work? This might not work. So we have the thought, I want to lose weight. And then we have the thought, this might not work. Again, these two thoughts contradict each other. Let's try another one. Let's say you want to have a good relationship with your spouse, but you're also like, my spouse is the problem. That's probably not going to happen. So here's your challenge. I want you to decide what your desires are. We'll go deeper into this next week on the podcast when we talk about desire. But I want you to start thinking about your desires And I want to challenge you to write out your desire and then underneath it, write every thought that contradicts it. Maybe for me, I had the desire to grow a podcast and I've had a desire to grow social media community. And I also had the thought, it's cringy to make videos. It is cringy to post my face on social media. It is terrible to hear myself speak. And I have to change those thoughts. Like those thoughts will not get me into creating what I want to create this year. Recently, actually, I had this thought and one of them was, I hate the gym, but I also wanted to lift and I don't have anywhere at my house where I can lift. And so I realized that thought was throwing me from reaching my goal, right? And I needed to change it. Instead of thinking this carpet is nasty at the gym and the walls are painted an ugly color and thinking that our gym is gross, instead I decided I enjoy having a place to go away from home to work out. I had to change it into a positive. I had to change my thinking to align with the results I want. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have a gym in this town. I like hanging out with my friends at the gym. I had to choose to see it differently. You're going to have to do that too. If you're not getting the results that you want in your life, it is a hundred percent because you have a thought that's contradicting it. When I think about this from like a more spiritual sense, it's faith is all of the thoughts that are going to get you the result you want. And doubt is any of the thoughts that's going to take you away from them. So just want to watch your thoughts again, like a hawk. 
one of my desires is to teach and share my thoughts and have a business doing that. But I've always had this thought that it would have to be at the expense of my kids. And I really had to change that thought recently. I realized it, it came into my consciousness that I was believing that in order to do the things that I desire and to create, that it was going to be at the expense of my children. I realized that that's not true, that I was creating that experience and that I have power that it actually could be for my kids that I do this. And how amazing will it be for them to have all these podcasts and to have their mom's voice to listen to and to learn from? And how amazing to see their mom reaching her goals and reaching her dreams. What an example that is to my daughters. I had to change my thoughts about that because that thought was keeping me from the result I want because truly my kids are my highest priority. And so having that thought was It was keeping me, right? So I really want you to write out your desires and then write out every thought you can think of that is in contradiction to the desired outcome that you want. Any thought that does not set you up for creating the result is a doubt and it will not allow this result to actualize. Like if you want the goal or the dream or the manifestation, whatever you want to call it, to become concrete, to actually happen, you have to rid yourself of doubt. Okay. Number three is overthinking, overanalyzing, and perfectionism. This is what my brain does, and maybe you guys can relate, okay? Sometimes when something's scary or uncomfortable, it starts to think a lot. (laughs) It thinks that if it thinks hard enough or more, that it can somehow avoid discomfort. And to my brain, like safety is lack of discomfort. And so it starts to tell me crazy stories, okay? And maybe your brain does the same thing. I don't know. It says things to me like, hey, you know, this probably won't work. I would try something different. Yeah, what you're doing, mm -mm. I wouldn't keep doing this. This is a bad idea. Or it'll be like, hey, I don't even think you actually want to do this. Like you thought you did, but I don't think you actually care about it. You should go put it down. (laughs) I wouldn't do this anymore. This one is really funny, you guys. I can't tell you how many times my brain gets me with this one. It's like, you don't actually care about this goal. It's really not important to you. So I I don't think you should continue. <laughs> and I end up quitting things because it is trying to keep me safe. What a nice brain. But also, I have to overcome that part of my brain because it is not helpful. Overthinking is a way of your brain keeping you safe because it's scared. It's scared that you might fail. It's scared that people might judge you. It's scared that you might judge you. And it will be really painful to even hear your own judgments. It's scared that you're going to pick the wrong thing or you're not going to do it perfect. It's scared that it's going to require discomfort and it just wants you to not do it. So it offers you overthinking and indecision. Um, You've heard of analysis paralysis. It's like, just stop doing anything. We're going to think so much that we just stop. I always say confusion is like an indulgent emotion. A lot of times people are like, but I don't know what I want. I don't know what I think. I don't know what I should do. And I actually think that's just your brain trying to keep you safe because it knows that it's easier to be confused and to think than it is to actually go and be willing to feel rejection or feel embarrassed or feel judged or feel 
sad when it doesn't happen the way you thought or feel disappointed. All of those things, it it just tries to stay away from it as much as it can. So you got to be on to your brain. You got to be thinking higher than that. This is one of the reasons I suggest you have a really strong why is because a lot of times we quit when we start leaning into perfectionism or we start overthinking, we start questioning everything, all the decisions we've made in the past. I suggest you having a strong why. I want to tell you guys the coolest story. I kind of have mentioned bits and pieces of it before. This is my why and this is for this year. And it's really strong about why I want to keep doing this podcast and why I want to create more and really grow getting mindful. I have owned yoga studios in the past. I've owned an app. I've had coaching business. I've done a lot of things like that all kind of go together. And it's really frustrating to me a lot of times because I feel like I do it, do it, do it, and then I quit. And my brain tricks me. Like all I'm like doing it and and then all of a sudden my brain's like, you don't want to do this. Like you really don't want to do this. Like this isn't even your priority. This isn't something that you want. And it tells me like, your kids are the most important thing to you. So you can't do this too. And like I said before, it my brain has had this thought that if I want to do these things, it's at the expense of my children. And quite honestly, like my kids are my number one priority. Like they 100% are. And so with that thought of like, well, my kids are my 100% number one priority and this is hurting them or an expense. It's like at their expense, it always ends up where I end up quitting. And but then I I have this deep desire in my soul all the time to keep doing it. And every time I quit, like it never feels settled. Like even if I'm not doing it, I just, I feel like there's something missing. I changed that thought recently and I've been working behind the scenes a lot to make some really strong decisions about how I'm going to grow getting mindful and what I want to do here on the podcast and what I want to talk about more specifically and who I'm going to be and what I am and just really coming up with things. And me and my daughter, Naya, were in the car and we were listening to Jody Moore's podcast about the power of a dream. And it was so good. I highly suggest it. Such a great speech that she gave about dreams and how you're capable of having them. And and my nine-year-old, she like, after it ended, she's like, mom, are you still doing your, your like coaching and your like mindfulness and your stuff? And I was like, well, I haven't been. And I told her, because I feel like I kind of got tricked. My brain tricked me, Satan tricked me, whatever you want to call it. But I was telling her, like, I kind of got duped because I had this belief that it was at the expense of my kids and that, like, I couldn't be a good mom and do the things that I wanted, create my desires. I couldn't have both of those. And I was telling her and she's like, mom, no, (laughs) she's nine. She's like, you need to do it. And she's like, I want to help you. And I homeschool her. So this is like really cool for me because I want her to be able to like learn and grow. And she's like, I want to learn how to edit your videos. I want to help you record videos. Maybe even I could like learn mindfulness and thought work. And I would love to teach kids on your app. And she was just so excited and like wanted to be a part of it and learn. She wanted to learn mindfulness. So she wanted to learn thought work. She's already amazing at it. It's like natural to her, but But it was just such a cool story to me. It's like, this is my why. 
is because like my daughter needs to see me reaching my goals. My daughter needs to see me chasing my desires. My daughter needs to see that she is capable of anything that she wants to do. And if she has a desire in her heart, it's for a reason. It is because she is meant to pursue it. I don't know. It was just such a full circle story for me where I was just, this is my why. It's because of you kids, not at the expense of you. And so I want to encourage you guys to have a strong why and to not let your brain throw you with crazy thoughts of overthinking it and indecision. Sometimes our brains start to question things like if we're doing it right or good enough and if we should change plans. It does that a lot. So just be onto your brain, okay? Just notice what your brain is doing and what it's saying to you and and really be conscious and decide, is this going to get me to the result that I want? If it isn't, quickly pluck it, quickly remove it, quickly change it. Don't ask if it's true. (laughs) There's a million ways to make a, a goal work. You need to stick with the one that you've decided for however long you decide. There's a million ways to make life work. There's a million truths. You can have what you desire. You truly can. Don't let your brain trick you. Don't fall into the truth trap where your brain's like, yeah, but it's true that this might not be the perfect way. That could be true, but do you know what else? I said I was going to stick with it for six months, so I'm just going to do it and see what happens, okay, brain? Or when your brain's like, you really don't want to do this. You're going to be like, hey, brain, I know right now I kind of don't because I don't like discomfort, but I'm going to manage it. I told myself I was going to do this and I'm going to continue. So watch your brain like a hawk. Those are the three things I really want you to pay attention to, okay? One, are you thinking in the past and in the future? Two, are you thinking thoughts that do not align with the desired result that you want? And number three, are you overthinking it? Are you overanalyzing? And are you falling into perfectionism in your goal? Those are the three things that always get me off track. Don't judge yourself when things aren't perfect. You guys, you should suck at what you start, okay? Like my first podcast, I can't. Like I, I, people tell me like, hey, I just was listening to your old podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't even remember what I said, but I'm just nervous about it. You should suck at first at everything you do. Be willing to suck. Don't be a perfectionist. Don't let that get you off course. You will suck at first. Just be willing to suck. Be willing to risk failure. Be willing to risk rejection. Be willing to feel your emotions. And if you can just get good at feeling all the negative emotions, I think you'll be able to accomplish anything you want. Okay, you guys, if you liked this podcast, throw it up on your social media and tag me because I can't see it if you don't tag me. Or send it to a friend or somebody who is making goals and wants to keep them. Okay, we'll see you next week on Friday. Talk to you next time.